What's up, guys? We got Shantae Lambert on the podcast today. This one is awesome. It's got something for everyone. Uh, we've known her since the beginning. Um, she is married to Randy Lambert, who was on the pod recently as well. Um, and they were involved with Spectora basically from the first 10 customers. So lots of fun stories, and you can tell her and I know each other well. But we talk a lot about um, balancing work and motherhood. Um, we talk about kind of the guilt associated with that, a lot of deeper topics. But then we also talk about hiring a growth leader and being a leader, being a boss, managing employees, things of that nature as a multi-inspector company. Um, so just a fun all-around conversation. And we talk about how to turn off work at home. For those of you that work with a spouse, I think it's a very important skill um, that we touch on here at the end. So I think you're going to enjoy the conversation with Shantae. All right. Well, we're rolling. This is a first ever on Spectora to have a husband and wife on separately. So thank you for being <laughs> down with this experiment. For those listening, we uh, it's not released yet. At the time I published this, it'll be out. But we had Randy Lambert on a few weeks ago, and I'm going to get that published soon. Um, and you are? Shantae Lambert. Uh, yeah. yeah, sorry. <laughs> Lambert Home Inspections. And um, obviously, you're a huge piece to the business. But I thought it would be fun to just like let each of you get your airtime. Because sometimes when we do have uh, a couple on, you could tell the other one kind of just sits back and lets the other one talk or vice versa. And you know, they have plenty to say, but oh, they, yeah. they try to be yeah. respectful of each other. So <laughs> thanks for doing this. Did he say how it went? Did he give you the debrief? He did not give me too much information, but he told me going into this that he hopes mine is going to be better than his. Which <laughs> <laughs> That's sweet. That's nice of him. Yeah. He just, I, he doesn't think that it went very well. So, but he's, I mean, I, this is my first first podcast, but I've been pushing him into them a lot lately. So he hates it. <laughs> That's why I, w I knew I had to get to you to get him on the pod because yeah. you're the brains of the operation clearly. <laughs> and you pushed him out of his comfort zone. And so I think yeah. he presents great. He's got, he's got a wealth of knowledge. Um, sometimes inspectors don't always lean into how much they know and let themselves kind of go on a yeah. pod. Sometimes it's a, they think they have to be like straight laced and professional. And I'm like, no, dude, got to curse at least once. You got to, you got to, you got to spice it up. <laughs> well, you know, Randy's going to do that. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> people yeah. that know him know that he's going to. Yeah. So let's just jump into kind of your history with the company and kind of like your side of it. Cause I think yeah. it doesn't get talked about enough, honestly, this, which typically the female spouse backbone of the company, it's, it's typically found out later, like, oh my God, you do all of that. Like, oh my God, <laughs> you, you make this run. And, um, I just kind of want to hear your kind of, if we can rewind to when, you know, basically we all first met many years ago, how you got into working into the business. Yeah, that was so long ago. I met you in Vegas, I think for the first time. Um, and we were at, uh, I forgot what conference it was. Um, but I want to say that was 2017, mm -hmm. 2018 time. Yep. Yep. And we had just started the business back in 2017 and I was just attending as a spouse. So I was just there for fun and then to meet the different vendors and everything. Um, and so I wasn't really working in the business at that point. I think I was still teaching. Um, did you and... have any impressions of the home inspector business? What did you think of it going in? And then go, I can imagine <laughs> what a conference, let alone in Vegas, what oh, I know. someone coming in is thinking. It was, um, there were a lot of older men, um, a lot of older, there weren't a lot of wives. There weren't right. a lot of women there. I think I was maybe just, there was a handful of us and, um, it was very technical. Like they had the technical classes and then they had more of the classes for, you know, just kind of giving you information about the inspection industry. Um, but I realized we were like the youngest people there. <laughs> we probably looked like babies because I think we were in our, God, I don't even know how old we were at that time. Early thirties, maybe. Just, yeah. yeah. Just a baby in the industry, of course. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So we looked like children walking in like, Oh, why are you guys here? Um, <laughs> We definitely had fun because it was Vegas and that's yep. like our place to escape. Um, so it was great. Um, it was just, I, I didn't feel like I had a place in it, if that makes sense. Oh, it makes uh, total sense. Yeah. At home I did, uh, right. when I was working with Randy, when I started to work in the business full time. Um, but at the conferences, I didn't really feel like I 
belonged in a sense, just because I was a woman. Sure. (laughs) Which is still a thing, I think, in the industry. Um, you know, we're all you know, all we're fighting. IEB's done great with it, with having kind of Mm -hmm. the women's groups, certain like breakouts that speak to that side of the business, and then also kind of elbowing your way into a male dominant business. Um, okay. So you, you go to that conference. Is that what sparked the interest or was it more Randy saying like, um, I need your help in your brains? Uh, yeah. So teaching was great. I was doing special education, severe disabilities teacher. That's really like my passion, but um, it was a really toxic environment and it wasn't serving me at all. So I just wasn't happy in it. And I had only been in it, I think that was my second year of teaching. And I was like, this is just not working. And Randy needed help. Um, We were getting busier. And we had another inspector working with him. And they were like a two-man team, which was great. Um, And so we really just needed me in the office. So I left teaching after that school year and took my summer because, you know, I deserved it. And then you earned that. Yeah. (laughs) And then I came in full time in August of 2018, I want to say. Maybe 2019. I don't remember. Time is like blurring at this point. Um, But yeah, so I came in full time, took over admin, but we weren't obviously where we are now. And so it was way more lax. And it would be like, oh, hey, I have to go do this. And then I'm going to answer the phones and do all this at the same time. My mindset wasn't growth. My mindset wasn't, it was just answering the phones and scheduling. Just support and fill in where you felt like it needed, right? Yeah, exactly. Realtor relations, all that. How was the learning curve in terms of whether it, whether it be the nuance, the industry, the language, software, like how was all that? That was difficult. The software was great. I mean, we've been Spectora users from the beginning, but I mean, you and Randy met when you both kind of started. So that's really cool. And so we started out with you guys. And so that was fairly easy in terms of learning the software because I am just more technologically savvy um, in terms of Randy and I, but the um, learning the technicalities of everything with inspecting, I didn't know it. So typically if somebody would have a question, I would be like, oh, let me take that information down. And then once Randy's done with an inspection, I'll have him give you a call back. Um, And I just really wasn't well-versed in that. I was great in talking with realtors and scheduling, but the technical side, it was really something that I've had to learn. And I still don't know, I don't know, 20, I maybe know like 15, 25% of what I could know, but that's just very technical. And that's hopefully not even expected for most, you know, support and admin roles. So, so when did it, when did the switch flip and kind of, um, you started taking more ownership of the business and like thinking about growth? Like when did I, cause 2019 to where you guys are now, I know a lot happened in the world, but when did that switch flip and kind of, what was that like for you in terms of, um, being all in and kind of being like, no, like I'm treating this like it's mine. Yeah. So I didn't really start looking at things as an owner until recently, um, because I left the business after I had our son in 2019. It just was too difficult to balance the two. And then the market really flipped after 20, 2020 was fantastic for home inspections. Randy was busy all the time. Not so great for an, be having an infant, but you know, it was great for the business. Right. Um, But so I left and then since the market had changed and we had had, we, he grew really fast, um, the, during the time that I was out of it. And so a lot of what we were bringing in was going to all of our employees. And so at that point I was like, well, I need to bring in some supplemental income. So I went back to teaching. Mm -hmm. I went back to a school and it wasn't great again. And so Randy and I talked and I came back in March of this year of 2023. And I realized that I was helping the business accelerate. Um, and I was working Randy like a dog. <laughs> he, <kept telling laughs> me, he was like, I am so busy. And I was like, sorry, everything's coming in. So I'm just gonna, you know, put you guys on the schedule. And they were slammed. And so I just was like, well, you got to do what you got to do. And I think I just at that point really started 
taking ownership of it and saying, you know, I always say like, I'm an owner by proxy because Randy's technically the owner and I'm just his wife. But, you know, I, once I started to treat it as though I was the owner alongside of him, it just changed a ton. Yeah. Let's, let's dive into that because, well, first of all, was there a debate, a discussion? Did he have to convince you um, when you went back to teaching the second time to get back involved in the business earlier this year? Like, what was that deliberation like? Because um, I assume you went to teaching for a reason as opposed to like getting back into the business. Yeah. It wasn't the right time for me to come back into the business. We also had somebody that was in our, in my role, essentially oh, right, he was like right. the client care coordinator. Um, and so it just wasn't the right time. And we knew that I wasn't going to really be bringing anything extra into help. Um, but leaving teaching had to happen. Um, just kind of with the climate and everything. And my school was a little bit, uh, we had a lot of lockdowns. And so for me, I just didn't feel safe. Um, and so timing honestly just worked out perfectly. We didn't really have this long discussion about it. Our client care coordinator just wasn't working out at the time. And then everything with the school was a little bit dangerous. So it just kind of all shifted together at the same time. And it was perfect. So that That's was really awesome. great. Yeah. I love that. What Can you speak a little to, I think the, the, it doesn't get talked about enough. Again, the plight of working moms and the balance getting back into the business. Like if you can even just give us a perspective on how you think about it, how you thought about it when you got back involved earlier this year and the things that maybe like people don't talk about enough. Yeah, it's definitely not easy, but I will say being able to work from home and with my husband, it allows for a little bit more flexibility as a mom, which has been great. I was having to get up, rush out the door, get Lane dressed and ready and to school by by like 6:45 in the morning. Yeah, and then you know working and everything. And so now once I got back into the business, we were able to sleep in a little bit. So he was a little bit happier. He was getting a little bit more time with the both of us. Um but we were so busy when I came back and I mean we just month over month, we're doing better than we had ever done. So it was a really great year for us. And um, that was really hard because I was always on the phone. I was always texting. <laughs> and so I felt bad. Like, you know, that mom guilt that's just inherently there. I was like, I'm not spending enough time with him. And so I felt like I was a stay-at-home mom and a working mom at the same time, even though he was in school, at preschool full time. Right. So we really had to find that balance. And then that's when we decided to bring on a virtual assistant, which was such a huge help. Oh, really? Yeah, well, mm -hmm. let me touch on, let's talk about the guilt for a second. And this yeah. resonates with me because through the like early explosive growth years of Spectora, it's like when, when my daughter was spending time with me and my wife and it was like, I felt like I couldn't be present part of the time. And there's like a forgiving that like almost has to happen of like, I had to prioritize and do the best I yeah. could. And um, and I know sometimes that pile of guilt on moms can be like twofold, threefold, fivefold. So like, how did you deal with that? And kind of like, how did you kind of rectify it internally? Yeah. So for me personally, with the guilt and everything this year, I focused a lot on myself. So with me leaving teaching, I felt like it was a very selfish choice because I'm the person who's always done things for everybody else. And Randy's always scolded me the whole time that we've been together. He's like, you always do these things for everybody and nobody, you know, gives those things back to you. And I'm like, it's fine. It's fine. Even though inside I'm dying. Um, and so, <laughs> right. right. <laughs> yeah. But, but you're, I mean, you're kind of taught to put on yeah. the face, right? And be happy exactly. and kind of please people. And you just do it no matter what. And so this year was kind of like my year for me and focusing on like what's going to work for me and make me happy. And so I went to therapy, which has been fantastic. And it's really helped me to look at what is important and prioritize those things and realize that one thing that I learned is that you only have 100% to give. Like you can't give 100% to the business. You can't give 100% to your kid. You can't give 100% to your husband. 
and expect to be thriving. It's just not going to work. So if you're giving 50% here, you know, 25% here, there's this balance that you really have to find. Um, and so I think giving myself grace in that aspect and just, I have to have the forethought constantly. And I tell myself all the time, Hey, this is okay. Or, Hey, it's fine that that didn't work out and it's going to be okay. Um, and so being able to do that has allowed me to be better in this role and to be a better mom. And then also to lean on Randy a little bit more, um, because I always felt like I had to do it all as a mom. And so once I was like, I had to be better at just saying, Hey, I need you to do this kind of like with work when I'm like, Hey, I need you to take this inspection. <laughs> and so yes. Yeah, having that balance has been key. And so that's really just helped it even out because um, we didn't have that before. I love this so much. I think it's a, an amazing, thank you for sharing that. And it's like a, almost a PSA in a sense for mm -hmm. like humans in general, but also women in businesses to like delegate more and feel okay yeah. doing it because typically, um, you know, Randy can handle a little more. It's fine. You know, because if, if some of the momming duties and the parenting duties do shift more to the female, it, I think it's, it's probably underutilized. Um, so for any, and I'm sure plenty of women in the business will be watching this. It's a beautiful, it's a great way of sharing that. And then the VA thing. So you, yeah. you guys, you guys made a move to hire a VA. Talk, talk to us a little bit. Yeah, about that. she's fantastic. She's been with us since May. Funny enough, she started, I want to say, the week before we left to go to Unite in Texas for mm -hmm. IEV and we were very busy. And so I like made as many Loom videos as I could to like <laughs> train her on all the things. Um, but she, I hired her outright because we know a property manager in our area that we work closely with who has a whole like team of VAs. And so she was able to send us a few resumes of people that she could get us in contact with. So we didn't go through a staffing agency. Mm -hmm. um, and so that was a little bit different, but I've had to learn how to become um, like somewhat of a manager in a sense. Sure. Um, I've never managed many people. The only people I've managed are children um, <laughs> and then maybe like an assistant in my classroom. So it's a little bit different really kind of taking that responsibility um, and just making sure that she's up to par. And I also realized that my hiring, I should not hire for a business on the regular <laughs> because I go off of feeling and I'm like, wow, we really get along. I could be your friend. You should work for me. Sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. This one worked really well. Um, the second VA that I hired, not so much because I wasn't hiring for the right reasons. Mm. And so, but Christine, she's my current VA and she helped, has helped take so much off my plate. Um, and that's been so great. Like, it's amazing. What, what, what types of things to give people kind of, I don't think people understand the full scope of how great VAs are. And especially yeah. I've heard from the Philippines, especially ones yes. that are, that are really crushing it. So like what, just a few things that you're able to share of like what she takes off your plate. Yeah. So she is in the Philippines and, um, she does, we've kind of gotten her now to answering all of the phone calls. Um, I really had to have a lot of conversations with like loosening up and like relaxing. Cause that's just how we go about things here in our business. So when people call, I want it to be professional, but I also want them to feel comfortable from the very beginning because then they let down their walls and then they're like, Oh, this is great. You guys yeah. might be more expensive, but you're great. So I'm going to hire you. Yeah. Um, so just kind of working on like that and also learning the culture a little bit more, um, you know, because she was like, we don't do that here. Right. <laughs> so, right. Yeah. It's not um, part of the culture. I think you and I both exactly. have some insight too, because we're both yes. part Filipino. So it's like, mm -hmm. there's insight. Very there. strict, very rigid. Yeah. yeah. Don't give a lot away. Um, but she's done a really good job of doing that. So she answers the phones um, when Radon, um, reports come in we you know kind of handle the emailing them out mm -hmm. um just making sure that everybody's kind of on top of things um so she's just really taken on a lot of those administrative duties so that now i can come in and start putting together you know sops and 
all of that boring stuff for the company that <laughs> every company has to have. <laughs> so she's been great. That's great. And I always thought your superpower, I told you this years ago, was just like your ability to connect with people, to be personable, be light, make people feel heard. Yeah. Amazing, like on Thank the service and growth side. And so then I was like, it's a disservice if you're not out shaking hands, meeting people, presenting, yeah. just like relating to people. Did that free up your time a little to do that? Or even a social over bit. social, it could be done too. That's the beauty of social yeah. media. Social media has been, I've been running social media, even during the time that I was out of the business, I was running the social media, which was a little bit difficult. Um, but now that I'm back in it, I can focus on it a little bit more. Um, and so having her really helps free up that time so that I can do that. She also will help me create a few things so that I can just put it out there and just get mm. it done on a faster turnaround time. Right. Um, but we have our growth coordinator who's fantastic also, and she is me, but like, I always tell people she's me, but like 50 to 75% more bubbly than I am. So <laughs> you can imagine yeah. Randy loves when we have a meeting together. <laughs> she's crushing it for you guys though, right? I mean, she's, she's, she's been doing fantastic. Well. Yeah. And she's really made a name for herself in our area. Mm -hmm. um, as our growth coordinator and somebody that works for us and promotes us. So, you know, like online, when people are suggesting home inspectors, they'll say her name, like they'll tag her <laughs> really? name. Yeah. With Lambert home inspections, because they really know her and she's out there. Mm -hmm. So she's been fantastic. So we're kind of tag teaming together. Sometimes I'll go to some events and we, for the events that Randy doesn't want to go to that I like really am into like we did this fancy event in dc for like a luxury magazine and i was like oh let's go to that um so stacy and i went and we had a great time and got to you know mingle with some agents but um but yeah so i'm still i like to be on the phone though um so i don't like to be answering all the time but i i think that there's something to be said when you get me versus you know an assistant sure. Sure. Yeah. There's like an extra level of, you know, connection to the business, which makes sense. Yeah. Um, so the growth coordinator, she's out going to brokerages, getting coffee. She's kind of oh. doing the growth activities, right? Was that a leap for you guys to hire a growth coordinator? I know it's an IEB thing. That's some that IEB pushes. Yeah. Was that? Yeah. At yeah. the time we had a decent amount of employees because she came on, I want to say right at the beginning of 2021. And so that's when the, you know, the market mm -hmm. shifted. Um, and so, but it was great because she was out there, even when people weren't being able to get home inspections, she was out there so that when they were, they thought of her. Um, yeah. and so she, I think it was definitely a leap financially for him to hire her at that time, but she's been so, essential to the business and the growth of the business that it was worth it. Yeah. Um, and then at that time, our business really like, we kind of really went down in size um, because we started to focus a lot on culture mm -hmm. of the company, which I think has also been a huge turnaround for the company. Um, and so she's out there doing all the things like I can't even keep track of her networking schedule. We tried and Randy and I were like, what are your networking groups? I think she's got at least 15 to 20 networking groups. That she's actively that she's in. in. Mm -hmm. Every yeah. single week. And she's got her schedule. And so that just really helps to be top of mind with people. And so she kind of brings me along sometimes and she'll introduce me uh, because she's better at that. She loves cold calling. So she's good at just like, hi, I'm Stacy, you know, and I'm like, hi, I'm Shantae. That's huge though. Yeah. That's not, so what, so what do you think is some of the keys to hiring? Like what do you, what should people be looking for if they're like, man, I need me a growth coordinator. That sounds yeah. amazing. It's such a hard role to nail down. Um, we saw her resume when it came through and I was like, she is the person she's, <laughs> one. she had experience in sales in okay. um, orthodontics. And so she had to already, she had those skills to do the networking, popping into offices, all of that. She had that personality, um, but you have to have somebody that's a go-getter and that is, you know, not just going to be complacent and say, I'm going to make my calls. I'm going to do this. But I think 
from the business owner standpoint, you have to offer them something that's going to want to push them to be better or to do better. So we had to look at changing things for her, you know, pay wise and say, okay, well, this is not really pushing you enough. So what are those things that we can do on our end to give you that push to get more business? Um, And I think that switch really helped. And so now she attends things like happy hours in the evenings, if it works with her schedule. And it's nice because her schedule, she can dictate it as long as she's doing the things that she needs to do. And it allows her time to spend with her kids and go to all of her things. So there's a freedom in it as long as they're a go-getter. And I think that's the biggest thing. Yeah. Is it kind of similar to like sales commission in terms of how they get paid where it's like, Hey, what you bring in, you get a piece of. So it's like in in theory uncapped, right? Yeah. But it was really hard because I'm pretty sure. And I don't know if it was the IEB model or, or what specifically, but she had, she has a base pay Mm -hmm. and her commission. I, in the beginning, I believe was supposed to be based off of, um, kind of what she brought in for that month in terms of her agents. But it was really difficult because the market shifted. And so we weren't getting a lot of inspections, even though she was out there hustling. And so, because nobody wanted home inspections at that time. And so it was like, well, you're doing the work, but you're not reaping the benefits from it because the market is not allowing it. And so Randy really had to adjust it and look at, okay, this is what we can do. And at that time, it was really hard. I mean, I know for us financially, a lot of what we were bringing in was going directly to our employees. So what we were taking from the business was solely to pay bills, just pay bills to get us by. You know, I was on a teacher's salary, so we know that that's not. Right, right. We know (laughs) know we underpay teachers here. Yeah. Yeah. So we were paying for daycare. Um, But, you know, so we had to take that leap. And just to keep her um, because she's worth it. And I think if you know the value of your employees and how worth it they are to your success, then you're willing to make it happen as a business owner, no matter what. Right. Um, Yeah. I like that. We can riff on this for a second because it sounds like you guys were intentional about who to make a personal sacrifice for because Mm -hmm. I hear lots of business owners out there that blindly make that sacrifice out of their own pocket, out of some need to like take care of everybody or whether it's one person, but like a growth person sounds like absolutely one, especially a great growth person Yeah, to bridge a gap for, um, cause I know some inspectors need to, you know, ascribe to the pay yourself first kind of mentality. And I think like that everyone goes on their journey. I think of like plow yeah. everything back into the business, but if you feel that lack or if you feel like you're just scraping by, that can be a tough space to permanently be in as a business owner. Yeah, it was hard. It was, it was very hard at that time. Um, I mean, we were getting by and we were paying our bills and, and the biggest thing was just making sure we had a roof over our heads, but then also that our employees were also taken care of because we know that in our position, they have families too. Right. And so we, it was a, blessing in disguise that we downsized as much as we did, even though at the time it sucked, you know, like when you're in those moments, you're just like, this is awful. And I'm the person who takes things so personally that it hurts me like to the core when, when things just don't seem to work out the way that you hope that they do. And so, but now looking at the big picture, we were able to then really hone in on what is important to us what do we want and who do we want to be surrounded by? And I think, I know that Randy has really taken that into effect when he hires. And so now it's not just like hiring out of need, it's hiring with intentionality, which I think is really important. And that shift has made a world of a difference. Um, I mean, he talked to one of our inspectors for months before hiring him really mm-hmm. and he's been a great hire what else yeah t- let's talk about culture for a bit because yeah. it was funny at the last conference me you and randy were talking he was giving us some pointers on how to give like tougher feedback 
to, to people because <laughs> we both need we both need help on that. Mm-hmm. I guess on the flip side, I could see him being very good at hiring too. Um, I, I'm in your boat where like I could talk myself in or out of any hire. So I'm just like, oh yeah, they're they were nice. They're a good culture fit. It's like, no, no, that's not well. culture fit. <laughs> how yeah, how does how does he and how do you guys now view culture fit as you're building back up? Because like you said, mm-hmm. you guys downsized a little and now you're intentionally growing again. Yeah. How do you view culture? Because I don't think a lot of inspection companies even like like intentionally think about this when hiring. They just do it out of survival, like you said. Mm-hmm. It's like, we're busy. We need a yeah, guy. Exactly. And and we did that. And it was great, but it just really wasn't pushing us to the next level. And so with culture um, and having the right culture in your company, I think for us, it's just really, we were in a conference and somebody was speaking and he said something along the lines of like, you have to do a test of like, would you get a beer with them? Like, would you go and have a drink with this person Mm -hmm. that you want to hire and enjoy your time with them? And which is very just basic and simple, but it's so true because on our off time, we're spending time with the people that we actually want to hang out with, not, you know, who we are supposed to. And um, so we've kind of taken that into effect with our hires and it's nice because for our company, and I don't know if this is how we should be kind of running our business, but I almost feel like every person is almost a family member in that sense, but we get along with their spouses or their significant others. And like, we're going on like a tubing trip with, for the weekend with one of our employees and, you know, doing something else with another one. We just did a gift exchange with Stacy and her kids at her house and had dinner. And so like, that to me and feeling like the family aspect of it, you just feel comfortable to be who you are, which I think allows for more transparency, um, or at least it has for us. Um, and it's been really just a huge shift. And I, I don't think, I think being in the company now is much better than it would have been for me if I was fully in it a few years ago. Yeah. 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 Caters more to, I think your strengths and, and kind of like personality traits that I think make people feel welcome and warm, but also, yeah. you know, accountable. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's allowed for Randy to also like, he's still, he's learned how to be a leader. And I think as his wife, that's probably one of like the, I don't know, like the most exciting things that I've seen from him in his time as a business owner and having employees is that he went about it in the beginning as like somebody's boss Mm. and being somebody's boss is so different than being somebody's like a leader. And to learn the difference in that is huge because you have to have certain traits and abilities to be a leader. And he always had it in him, but he just needed to be pushed. And I, so, so to see that change, that's also allowed for a change within our company and the people that we hire. And so it's just a shift overall, which is fantastic. That, that was one of the like proudest, coolest things to hear at the last conference was <laughs> us just chatting about all that. And like what he gave me an example when we were there, what, what's one of the most like outstanding examples you've seen in terms of like, we're like, well, Randy three years ago, wouldn't have done that. Mm-hmm. Like what's a good example oh, of sorry. Leader, I, leader, versus bo- leader versus boss mentality? Yeah. Um, it's actually funny enough, it would be active listening probably, which is, su- it sounds like such a simple thing, but it's not. I mean, in college, I had a class specifically on how to actively listen and it's a skill that you really have to work on. Um but I used to, as when I was a stay-at-home mom and I'd kind of be in the kitchen with Lane during their team meetings. And in my mind, I'd be like, wow, he's talking a lot. And if I was an employee, I would be like, when is this going to be over? <laughs> because he had his agenda and he just really was like, boom, boom, boom. This is what's happening. Constant talking. And now he makes space for people's questions, people's comments, and asks them like, 
what are your ideas or what do you think we can do better or what do you need help with and what can I do to serve you as your, you know, employer. And that right there is a huge shift. And he also lets me lead the meetings and he <laughs> just chimes in when he needs to. Um, and that is huge. So I that's love that. Change. <laughs> One thing he highlighted when we were talking to was like, and, and I think this has always come naturally to you having known you and just like your background and like as a teacher, it's like, yeah, you have to get buy-in sometimes, especially if they are children or, you know, you have to ask questions and listen when he like led with questions as opposed to coming into a meeting. And it's like, it was a good reminder for me too, of like not coming in and steamrolling, like, because sometimes as a leader, it gets confusing of like, you need to have all the answers when we don't. Mm -hmm. um, when it's almost the opposite, in fact, is like help yeah. other people arrive at answers. So um, love hearing that. How, yeah. how has your leadership changed over time? Ooh, um, I'm still learning. Because um, recently, I've just had, I've had some struggles in being a leader and knowing, okay, is this person the right fit? Is this person not the right fit? Um, so, so hard. It's so hard, <laughs> because I could be so like, no, this is not happening. This is not going well. We just have to, we just can't have this. And then we have a meeting and we talk about it. And I'm like, everything is great. <laughs> you are awesome. I am so happy you hear me. You, you're going to stay on board. So you know? relatable. So relatable. Oh, it's so hard. <laughs> so, um, Stacy, she's had to, I mean, gosh, I should pay her for as much <laughs> as she listens to me where I'm like, I just don't know. But then we had this meeting and it was so great. And then the next day I'm like, well, that person just pissed me off. And <laughs> that's not going to work. Yeah. So <laughs> Randy was like, you have to learn. And he saw me kind of going through what he went through in the beginning and just really knowing when it wasn't working out. Um, and he had said something to me in the kitchen. He was like, well, you know, you're going to get through this. And I was like, not if I die first, because <laughs> my brain can't take it. Um, and so he's really kind of helped me learn that, like, just kind of learn to trust my instincts. Um, I'm really bad about that because I, you might be the same way as me, but you make a choice and then you're like, oh, but I don't know. Oh, but what about this? Oh, and you're just bringing in all these factors that maybe don't matter. Yeah. Because you don't want to hurt their feelings. I'm big on that. I hate hurting people's feelings. I hate confrontation. Um, but I've learned that being in a leadership role, if I don't address it when it bothers me or there's an issue, I'm going to bottle it up and it's all going to get stuffed down and then I'm going to explode and then I'm going to sound very unprofessional and then I have to say sorry after. So I'm just learning to really say, this is how you need to fix it and be more constructive with it versus just, oh, oh, just next time. If you could just do this, that would be great. That is, yes. The, the watered down, if you, if it wouldn't be an inconvenience for you, oh, yeah. if you could do your job that you're getting paid for. It's exactly something I think a lot of leaders struggle with. Um, it's, it's like an emotional roller coaster managing people. It really is. Yeah, I'm sure you know. I feel like you and I are very similar yes. in those aspects. I want I like so, to be liked. Yeah. And sometimes as yes. a leader, liking to be liked just does not work. Um, which is fascinating though. That's why I love IEB so much because so many of the exercises make you look in the mirror and ask, why do I need to be liked? Let me dig into that. Like what yeah. happened when I was eight to ten years old that you know makes me know. feel like I need to have everyone's approval. Do I have mommy issues? You know, all this stuff. <laughs> I think you and I talked about that, Yeah, but it is so true though. And I think that that exercise at uh, the mastermind, and it was more about self-awareness yeah. because I think the more self-aware that you are as an individual, the better that you can be for other people, which is, I mean, it's, we should know that, but at the same time, we all think we're self-aware, but yeah. Remember that stat when they said, yeah. In a poll, like 85 or 90% of people raise their hand that they're self-aware. And in reality, I think it was 10 to 15% actually yeah. are. Yeah. We I all definitely. looked around the room. I'm yeah. self-aware. <laughs> and then he said that. And I was like, maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can't pull that back. Yeah. yeah. There's a scale. Sometimes we are. Sometimes we're not. Uh -huh. um, 
one thing I want to make sure we get into is the spouse dynamic, because that's oh, part yeah. of what, that's part of why this interview is so interesting and why doing mm-hmm. them, doing them separately. So everyone can speak freely on the topic too, yes. is, is important. What has that been like? Is it something you ever imagined you and Randy would do? And then uh, we'll get into, we'll get into some of the pros yeah. and cons. Um, I never thought that we would do it because we are both very different people. Like for the people that have met us and know us, we are a thousand times different. (laughs) There are similarities to us, but he is very, you know, like he knows what he wants. He knows he has, he's very systematic about the way he does things. Whereas I'm very much like, I'm going to change it up every day. Um, And so, and our, our career paths that we were going down were very different. He was a building engineer. He knew what he was doing. He didn't go to college, but he did his, you know, his classes that he needed for that role. And he just did what was right for him in that moment. And he always knew what he was going to do. And then there's me, I could change my job every single week and it would be fine. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So working together really never crossed my mind. And then when I joined the business back in 2018, it was great, but I don't think we were ready for it. Mm-hmm. Um, emotionally, personally, like just within ourselves, um, because he was growing this. Well, he wasn't really growing it. He was doing the job and he wasn't really looking at growth. Um, and so I was just kind of there to help. And, you know, when your husband and wife team, you bring in whatever you're dealing with outside of work into work. And he would always be like, would you talk to your boss like that? <laughs> like, <laughs> no, but you're my boss. So I don't care. <laughs> yeah. And so now it's a much different, I mean, granted, we do still have our moments that I, I'm pretty sure everybody does. Um, you know, especially if you're having a bad day or week. Um, but I think we're more well-equipped now to work together than we were when I started back in 2018. Um, It's just, we have the same goals now. And I think being on the same page with our goals has really improved our working relationship Mm. because we know what we're working towards and also staying in our own respective lanes. I think that's very important. And we're still learning that. You know, I'm like, oh, that's services. You got to handle that. And he could be like, no, that's operations. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys uh, like intentionally define them, like lay it out in a document or was it more of a discussion? Like, what is that? Like? Um, we have not laid it out in a document. We probably should. Um, but it's just kind of, we have had discussions and I'm like, okay, well, if this problem arises, that has to be services, mm-hmm. you know, but if this happens then that's operations. Yeah. Um, and then I'm kind of still within the growth realm too, just because I talk with Stacy all the time and we're always bouncing ideas off each other. Um, and so just knowing kind of where those lanes are, trying not to cross over. Um, but we've had to have candid talks and saying like, hey, this is not working or hey, this is how I feel. Like one time I told him, I said, you should change my title from director of operations to Lambert Home Inspection's mom because I feel like everybody's mom. (laughs) Just making sure everybody was always in the right place at the right time and knew what they were supposed to be doing. Right. And so for that, I had to say, okay, well, you have to take over this because that's solely services. And I can't do that and do my job well. Um, And so having those clear definitions, but then also having the, this is what we're working towards. And this is what we want for our life together married and for our child and for what we foresee for ourselves in our future now that we kind of have those mapped out now we're constantly working towards that so even if we're butting heads we know we're still working towards that goal that's so huge yeah. yeah that that you said that really well well said because i think attacking the problem or the solution as opposed to the person is kind of like something we try to focus on here. We're like attack the problem yeah. and solution, not the person. But we all know when you're married to someone though, things can be said with a tone in which it could oh, be yeah. taken improperly. So I can only imagine something <laughs> like we need to grow more. 
we need to service our clients better coming off uh yeah. in a not so oh, yeah, great yeah. way <laughs> i think the team can tell when we're off too <laughs> oh oh yeah it's like kids it's oh, like kids and parents of knowing it's when. terrible we went into a meeting a couple months ago and i was like everybody's gonna know that we're pissed off at each other like they're just gonna know and having them there as a buffer sometimes it helps and it kind of helps to you know remove the tension and really focus on you know and know kind of get back to what we're supposed to be focusing on um but they can tell and they're like okay mom and dad i'm gonna need you guys to relax business mommy and daddy are fighting because they just exactly. said passive aggressive stuff in a meeting <laughs> like but mike and i fight the same thing it's like over the oh, years right. there's been meetings where i'm like wow that was really immature of us to speak like in code through the team it's like that, that shit won't fly and everybody uh, knew everybody, everybody knew, knew the whole time know. they're they like talking about it after yeah, messing dad, daddy and daddy were fighting that day so it's fine <laughs> well that makes me feel better over here 100 <laughs> percent. It, it's it's almost impossible i think when it's a brother sister spouse to inject some of that in yeah. do you how do you guys turn it off how do you not talk about lambert home inspections mm -hmm. We're not good at that. I will say that. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. We have started to, one thing that like we are really working on for this year is having kind of like set date nights or set game nights or family movie nights or this or that, that we put on the calendar. So we know these are specifically for these times. Um, Having the VA has helped with taking things off of our plate in the evening. Mm. So um, that's been a huge help because she's usually on in our after hours. So she's on until 8 p.m. And so that really helps to where we're not having to work and do all of that while being at home. Um, but sometimes if we're having a drink, you know, just relaxing, watching TV, it'll we'll start talking about it. And it's like, but it's really relaxed and, you know, nothing like, oh my gosh, we need to write this down. And right. we have to implement this right now. Just ideas kind of flowing back and forth. Um, sometimes when you're a little bit looser and you have a drink and things like that, ideas kind of ebb and flow a little bit better. That's a good yeah, point. Thinking too much into it, or at least they do for us. And so, you know, here and there, but we're not good at it. It's we're it's always happening. <laughs> I do like that distinction though, between kind of the free flowing where we're vision casting, brainstorming versus operationalized talk. Mm -hmm. And I think some, yeah. I've heard some couples say like, we're in bed literally talking about the next day. And I'm like, that's a recipe for sleeping like crap. Exactly. Um, versus the, the, just kind of like talking about our dreams. Like we're like, Oh, yeah. wow. like if we can do these things, then that's going to create financial freedom for us to then travel the world. Like we want to do or bring lane to all these cool places. Yeah. And yeah. And so that's kind of how we talk about it is like, if we do these things, then this could be our life. Yeah. And like, that's really what we want. So I like that. And I think that's the flip side too, though. I think a lot of people talk about talk as if, when you're involved in a business or, you know, whether it's two entrepreneurs like me and my wife or two people in a business, it's also not a dirty thing to talk about it off hours because you're, it yeah. means you care. Like yes. that's also, I also don't want people to feel bad of being like, you give a shit. You're excited. Yeah. Talk about things you're excited about. It's to me when it's, um, there's no other joy in other places because all we talk about is, you know, yeah. how many inspections are on the calendar for next week or whatever. Exactly. And it is hard. We've had to, like, I bought us a game um, because sometimes you realize all you do is talk about business or all you do is talk about your kid or there's nothing else. And you're like, wow, is there right. anything else going on in our lives that we should talk about? Right. And so I I really like the Real Housewives, which I'm sure the other home inspectors listening to this are not going to really be into, but they have been doing this thing where when they go to dinner, sometimes they like will pull out these cards and like ask questions and it'll go around the table and everybody gives like an answer. And I was like, that's a really great idea. Yeah. So I found this couple's game, um, just this card game. And so it What's starts it at like this, um, it's, uh, I'll have to, I think it's called, um, 
some gosh, I forgot. You can find it later. We'll link to it. Yeah, Cause yeah, I think you know. yeah. little prompts like this. It's a good. great, yeah. So they have a basic game for like friends, you know, family, everything like that, but they have a couple's box and it's a red box. I bought it at target, of course, cause I love target. And, um, like the first row of cards is perception. So it's just like, what's your perception? And it asks you all these different questions. And then the second level goes a little bit deeper. And then third level goes really deep. And it's like asking these like really thought provoking questions that you want to ask your partner, but you would never think of. And then you always think that they're probably going to give you some bullshit answer because like, you're like, oh, I don't believe you, you know, like, oh, do I look nice today? And I, oh yeah, you look great. I don't believe you. So, uh, so it's really nice because it just goes down this path of getting deeper with each other and building on that communication. Like, but the, we just played it the other night and the first card was like, draw a picture of the other person. And it was awful, but it was so funny. And we laughed so hard. And then, you know, ask these great questions. And we only did two rounds of each card and it took us 30 minutes and by the end we felt like we were so much more connected and then we played monopoly and randy totally murdered me in all the investments <laughs> and it was awful <laughs> i love this because i think everyone listening can empathize with the being fried because if you put effort into your day and work and kids and life by 5 p.m sometimes you have nothing left so like sometimes mm -hmm. i can't think of a prompt <laughs> And I yeah. would need a card to just be like, oh yeah, like, let's talk about this. Or like, let me ask yeah. this because there's times at the end of the day where you're like, I can't even think of a question to ask. Cause I'm like, exactly. If I've put I, don't my all in. I don't even want to. Yeah. I don't want yeah. to. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to be here in silence. Yeah. And we have to designate those times. We yeah. really do. Yeah. Um, and a calendar has helped so much. We used to just kind of fly by the seat of our pants and mm -hmm. forget things. But now if it's on the calendar, it's actually happening. And that's just really helped us focus and really stay true to what we plan for our family, for us and for work. So that's helped. Well, Shante, this went by way too fast. I think you're, oh. an, absolute, you're an absolute star um, in this industry. If there are women watching that want to get in touch or network or have questions, what is the yeah. best, what's the best way to, to get a hold of you? Um, so I never check my personal email. Um, but you can always email me at Shantae at Lambert Home Inspections.com. It's S H A N T E. Mm -hmm. Um, and then um that's probably the best way I want to say. Um, send me an email and I'd love to chat. Yeah, I think it's a small world of um, I think power women that are powering some of these businesses in this industry, and um yeah. it can be lonely. Like it's mm -hmm. easy to acknowledge it's, it could be a lonely industry in general, but I want to make sure people yeah. know that um, just how much you've given, I think just in general to the business, but then now in IEB and just how much of a well-liked person you are in Spectoral land. Oh, get, well, you thank get, you. You get talked about more than we let you know about here. So oh. <laughs> um, that's a, it's a testament to how great a person you are and just how much, how much light you bring. So thank you. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. It was great. Awesome. All right. Well, uh, take care and we'll talk real soon. All right. Thanks. All right.